Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1110. Don't let perfect be the enemy of very good. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Eric Rood. Hey, Eric, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right. Eric Rood works for the 24 Hours of Lemons as a media stooge, a BS judge, and special projects puppet for this $500 endurance racing series. What fun. Eric is a latecomer to the car hobby, having delved into the automotive world by helping to build a Lemons car in 2010. After racing Lemons a couple times, he started writing about cars in his spare time, focusing on cheap car endurance racing and the oft-ignored world of obscure or forgotten Rust Belt junk. That grew into full-time general automotive and motorsports freelance work in 2016, with contributions to Roadkill, Bang Shift, and other outlets, And today, Eric enjoys spending his spare time in junkyards, watching motorsports, and wrenching on his own lemons-grade projects cars. You're having some fun. Eric, uh, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little more about your your career, the fun you're having, and your passion for lemon automobiles? (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's kind of a strange thing to fall into, but over the last eight years or so, I've kind of found myself as someone who's maybe made a home among the uh, the unpretentious and the uh, <laughs> the oddballs of uh, the automotive world and kind of found that my people are the people who put fun first above all else. So um, obviously my work with Roadkill was, was very involved in that, helping put together the magazine and the website. And of course, Lemons is, is all about fun. So all those things kind of tie into that. And all this comes from this background of growing up in the rural Midwest, you know, where you can't live without a car. So a long and storied uh, history of driving crap, basically, that was <laughs> either handed to me or paid a small sum of money for. So what fun. Well, listen, before we get into the questions, could you tell our listeners who don't know about the 24 Hour of Lemons a little bit more about that event? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it is endurance racing for $500 cars. Uh, <laughs> and the very concept of which is, you know, absurd on the face of it. And so basically you buy this cheap car, you put all the safety equipment in, you go endurance racing for two days uh, over a weekend, your car breaks, you fix it, get back on the track, the car breaks, you fix it. It's kind of, it, you know, it's cyclical. Uh, yeah, no kidding. You squeeze everything out of that lemon and then you juice it up again and go back on the track. Yep, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, the 24 Hours of Lemons. And we've branched out and started doing uh, road rallies now. And we have a car show called the Concours de Lemons. And uh, we also did our first HoopteCon this year, which was like a, a conglomeration of offbeat car shows all in one place at a Lemons race. So yeah, uh, what fun. It was pretty great. I'll remind our listeners, I had Jay Lamb, who's the chief perp, as he calls himself, of the 24 Hours of Lemons on the show back in November of uh, 2017. He was guest number 893. So if you missed that show, go back and listen to Jay's show because he goes in depth about 24 Hours of Lemons and what that is all about. It's an absolutely 
spectacularly fun group of people. I mean, it's just it's just hilarious and definitely having fun. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success and your fun. It's a great way to get the inspirational tire smoking or the retreads falling off the wheels or whatever <laughs> happens on our lemons. So Eric, take the wheel. You'd asked me this, and I thought about it long and hard, and, and my initial response was show up on time and don't F it up, uh, which was uh, <laughs> something I'd shared with uh, some freelance colleagues of mine. But I'm going to go right to Jay Lamb, former guest, as you mentioned. His mantra is kind of uh, one I've adopted, which is don't let perfect be the enemy of very good. You know, it, it's one of those things where most of the time, you know, B plus quality work is at least good enough or very good. And you're going to end up chasing your tail looking for that that extra 10 percent. The time and, and money put into it usually isn't worth it. So it's it's kind of a know where the best work stops, I guess. Yeah, well, so that you can go out and have fun. And you know what? I'm a little bit of a victim of this. I'm a kind of a picky guy to the point that sometimes it gets in my way of having fun. And I need to remember that quote a little more often, I think, when I'm out doing things, because sometimes it'll stop me from going to the next step because I'm like, oh, it's just not right enough, or it'll stop me from attending an event or doing something. And that's a, a hard thing to overcome when it's kind of ingrained in your skull, when it's part of who you are. But that's what I love about what you guys are doing. It's just taking the car hobby, the car fun and racing to a whole different level of enjoyment and affordability. And if you can't afford to go racing, and racing is massively expensive. You know, this is the way to get out and just go fast and have fun with a really fun-loving group of people. So I'm glad you shared that and reminded Jay's quote for us. I think that's great. Let's talk about you for a second and go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Yeah, it actually happened after I started building a Lemons car. I'd kind of been, I'd allowed myself to get talked into it, having never done more than than kind of basic maintenance on a car. But about two months into building the car, the guy who built the car with me, his name's Alan Caesar, who's an automotive journalist also, we decided to go see a lemons race firsthand. And that was the hook. That was the moment where I had, <laughs> I had found my people. And it turned out to be one of the more spectacular ones in history. You've also had Speedy Cop on. That was the yeah. race where yeah. he welded the transmission together to make a, a one-gear a uh, Thunderbird, and then there was a Fiero that a four two one Fiero as they uh, decommissioned cylinders in the engine. <laughs> so all these things, crazy things are happening, and these people are ankle deep in mud while they're doing it, and it just looks like the most fun because they're all smiling and making jokes the whole time. And yeah. you know that was kind of the hook. You know when you know it really hits you is is the Monday after that when you're driving to work and you see like a 1989 Buick Century with fist-sized rust holes in it, you're like, yeah. That would be a, a good car. race car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and that, that's kind of, I think that was the moment when, when I knew that, that I'd found uh, automotive, the automotive hobby. Nirva it, it, Nirvana. Exactly. <laughs> or <yeah>. lemonade. <laughs> well, uh, you're a late bloomer, but we're, we welcome you to this, this crazy world of, of enthusiasts. But yeah, Jeff Block is the one that you're referring to as Speedy Cop. That's another show. If, if you didn't hear this, listeners, go back. He show, he's guest number 883 uh, last year, 2017. I think it was in October. And um, I mean, the cars that he's built are just insanely crazy. Upside down cars, sideway VW bus cars. I mean, you have to go see this stuff to believe it because otherwise you'd go, what? I, what do you mean upside down car? Yeah, upside down car. So 
<laughs> Very fun. Well, we're glad you joined the ranks of the lemons. And and let's talk a little bit about challenges and failures, because I think that's a lot of what Lemons Race is, <laughs> is all about, is, is embracing challenge and embracing failure as your car parts tend to fly off and your car stops running in some cases, and maybe not in other cases. So kind of walk us through one of those situations, if you would, and tell us uh, what you learned from it. Man, I, I could fill up like 15 episodes. <laughs> I, think, of, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> recounting people's... Uh failures at this. Uh, but for me, it was it was a personal failure. Alan and I had started building this race car and we gave ourselves eight months to build it and we still didn't have enough time. So we ended up kind of rushing to finish it. And, you know, we'd probably bitten off more than we should have by swapping in some parts. And it ended up being a situation where we kind of tore the car down <laughs> to nothing and then built uh, it back. And a lemon restoration. Yeah, basically, <laughs> except for neither of us knew how to do any of it right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that adds some complexity to it. Yeah. So it turns out we didn't do it right, and the car overheated and blew the motor uh, an oh. hour into our first race. Out. And so it was kind of this moment where we'd put eight months of work, and I don't even want to think about how much money went, went into putting the roll cage in and the time yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And we had a broken race car. And it was a moment where do we pack up and go home? Or as it turns out, Alan drove on the street, the exact same kind of car we were racing. Uh-huh. So we poached the motor out of his. Oh daily gosh. Drive. Not a great life decision. Probably old. old uh, yeah. A lot of but emotion it, tied to that. I have a feeling. Yeah, it definitely was the case. He, uh, he thought long and hard about, about that before we, uh, we pulled the cherry picker over. Oh my but gosh. <laughs> yeah. So we spent the entire Saturday after that, uh, swapping in the motor in the mud Autobahn country club, just outside Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was strange. Like nobody was having a bad time while we're fixing this broken car. And it was just kind of one of those really fantastic moments of being around friends and wrenching mm-hmm. on the car and, and bringing it back to life and obviously overcoming this huge challenge that we may or may not have created ourselves. But <laughs> it, it was very rewarding. And the car ran flawlessly after we put the motor wow. in, winning the uh, heroic fix trophy. I'll so bet. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice trophy. If if the hook wasn't in me before that, it absolutely had me after that. Uh, yeah. You know, what a cool story. I guess the moral is be careful where you park your car if you go watch a 24 hours <laughs> of lemons race, because you might come back and the engine's missing. But uh, I, I think it's great, the spirit and camaraderie and the fact that, you, you know what, we're not going to be beaten here. And, and that's the fun thing about this event, the way I understand it. If your car breaks, you can bring it in and work on it and bring take it back out. It's not like you're done and you have to go home. It's they want you to keep participating, keep being resourceful, keep trying things. And and I really commend you guys for tackling something so big, for not having the skill sets to build a race car and strip something down and rebuild it. I mean, that's that's huge, no matter at what level. And the fact that uh, you did it, I, get, I think the biggest takeaway probably you've learned from this is give yourself more time, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. find better friends who... Not not better friends, Alan. <laughs> lifelong one of my best friends, but find a friend who knows what they're doing to help you. Outside. Yeah, a yeah. good mentor. Yes, yeah. exactly. A good team captain. So, oh, what fun! That's a great story. I love it. Well, how about shifting gears and going into kind of a a career or a lemon career aha moment, a time when those lights do work and they come on and kind of illuminate a new path for you? Do you have one of those? Yeah, at some point. Life kind of intervened and racing took a backseat for me. And I was a lousy driver anyway, so it wasn't like a huge, <laughs> huge thing for me. A huge hit to your uh, resume. <laughs> exactly. I'd gone to school for journalism, uh, so I and it was basically doing nothing with it at the time. So I sat down and I 
thought about this world that I had been part of for a few races and decided I didn't want to be outside of that world and that there were a lot of stories to tell. So I've kind of found this niche of a niche and dove in and started just writing on a blog about it. A total self-starter kind of thing, which is, it was kind of out of character for me, but something I really wanted to do. People noticed eventually, and then the work kind of broadened out after that. So I don't know, it was just kind of finding this fantastic niche with really interesting people doing fun stuff and wanting to be part of that and wanting to document it as much as anything. Um, right. And and if you're doing that and you're passionate about it and you really like your subject matter, that comes through, I think, in the material. It turned into a career for me out of working in a boring office job. So I got a big break from uh, Murali Martin, if you're familiar. He's an automotive journalist. That's his pen name anyway. He gave me a couple of good breaks. But uh, outside of that, it, it was kind of just show up and, and don't F it up. So Yeah, and do it. Just get down and do it. Well, it's a great story about perseverance and tenacity and figuring out a way to make something work. So kudos to you for doing that. That's what Cars Yeah is all about. People who've wrapped their passion for cars into their businesses and careers. And I always say these days with the internet, there are a lot of opportunities to put yourself out there and expose yourself for very little, if not zero money. So people can find you. And like you said, reach out for mentors, even if you're building a race car or looking for a career, find some people that are willing to help. Because you know what? Most people, especially in the car hobby, are willing to help. And they'll do whatever they can to give you a little bit of a heads up or a lead into some direction. So awesome. Awesome job. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Maybe <laughs> share a memory about that vehicle. Uh, it's probably very telling that my very first special car was my first car, which was a hand-me-down <laughs> uh, 1985 Mercury Topaz Coupe, which is not probably an answer you've ever gotten uh, for, for this. I've gotten a lot of interesting ones, I'll tell you that. But, you know, like I said, I grew up in the rural Midwest, you know, on a gravel road. It, having a car was everything. Mm -hmm. It was your your lifeline to civilization, so to speak. Sure. So, oh, I mean, yeah. day one of having my license, I went and drove around for like six hours in the stupid thing. <laughs> and, and, you know... Uh, nobody's ever going to mistake a Mercury Topaz for a non-awful vehicle. <laughs> it, it I like the way you said that. <laughs> it was objectively terrible in every way. It was slow. It rattled. The stereo didn't work below 60 degrees. It had it wouldn't hot start. It made weird noises. It was everything was wrong with it. But it was kind of one of those character builders where, yeah. you know, you learn how to live with a car that's not ideal and you're just happy to get around. And, and I think that made a big impression on me. Even recently, uh, I was in Michigan for the Concours de Lemons there and I just drove back down two lane roads all the way back to Chicago just driving back roads like I used to in this crappy little Topaz. And it was, it was great. You know, there's, there's just something about being in a car and seeing places. And I don't know, that just, it just fits for me. Um, so. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, kind of a plain Jane vanilla car. That's for sure. Not a lot of pizzazz and so <laughs> forth, but the, but the, it didn't matter when you're a kid, the freedom is what it was all about. So hundred yeah. percent. I understand. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you wish you had back? I'm kind of guessing it's not that one. No, it's not that one. We sold our Lemons car. Uh, Alan moved to Florida to work for Grassroots Motorsports. Um, oh, yeah. Great group. Yeah. Yeah. And great magazine. I've done some work for them also. And actually, Lemons is going to be doing more stuff with them. We used to do some back in the day. There should be more uh, coming, which is awesome. I'm super excited to be working with them again. Our Lemons car was a 1991 Ford Escort, which, again, nobody would mistake Ray. <laughs> Fine <laughs> motor racing uh, prowess, I guess. But uh, we sold it. 
for a thousand dollars to a guy because we just wanted it to keep racing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, and I regret that. It was a great little car. We had plates on it and everything. We were driving it around uh, McHenry County, Illinois, where it lived. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> nice. there was nothing special about it. It was just fun. And you didn't really care if anything bad happened to it because yeah. everything was fixable for about $12. So. A, little, a little bit of freedom. Well, I've had Tim Stoddard or Tim Sutter. I'm sorry. Tim Sutter yeah. on the show, who is the founder and uh, head honcho there at Grassroots and Joe Guerin, who also works there as well. They've both been guests on the show. So if you listeners miss those two guys, go back. And of course, Grassroots Motorsports, they're all about just what their title is, building cars, restoring cars in your garage, being able to do things uh, on your own or for less expensive versus big high-end Encore restoration type stuff. So you can get out there and do things. And same with Grassroots Motorsports for racing as well. So uh, great, great group of people. Well, what has got you excited and fired up these days about 24 Hours of Lemons? I know that a month or so ago, uh, you guys had a Lemons Concord during Car Week at Pebble Beach, which is pretty pretty silly, but kind of fun, actually. You know, a whole different class of cars. But what has you excited and fired up now and going into the new year? That's a great question. Uh, we had our first HoopDecon in March at Sonoma Raceway. We're looking to do one or two more of those next year, and we're already starting to kind of plan those things, which is great. I mean, it's what we've discovered and what I've also discovered in working in for Roadkill was there's this incredible appetite for uh, cars that aren't perfect, right? So, you know, you've been talking about the concours in Pebble Beach a lot. This is the exact opposite. Um, you know, the car has scratches down the side. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah you know, even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it's a Yugo. That's great too. All this okay. stuff's great. Um, so there's this whole appetite for this kind of thing. Ratty old muscle cars is a thing now too. And we want to put all those people in one place because I think there's a lot of cross appreciation for that so the radwood guys you know 80s and 90s stuff they love lemons because most of the cars are from the 80s and 90s the bulletproof stuff is super cool it's old school hot rods and you know maybe that's not something that's familiar to the radwood guys and they want to Mm -hmm. go check out something totally different and maybe they find something they like there Uh, so it's kind of this cross-pollination of of all these offbeat or maybe unorthodox car groups uh, right and and we're really excited about that and and i think there's a huge market for that kind of stuff too yeah yeah there's that you know what comes to mind is i had a guest on the show not too long ago brian davis from the malaise motor group and oh yes yeah and that whole group is the what they call the malaise cars that era of cars that were just kind of Mm -hmm. well malaise is a good way to describe (laughs) them it's like a yawn you know but it's got this following and they're affordable and they're fun I think the bottom line is with all of this is it's all about the camaraderie of the automotive enthusiasts getting together and not feeling like you're left out if you're not as well healed to have a car on the lawn at Pebble Beach or even a a very expensive fancy race car that you can be part of a group. And that's the great thing about what you guys are doing. And there's no ostentatiousness. It's just fun. It's just really people getting together, sharing their passion. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Could could you explain a little bit what HoopTicon is? For people, I know you kind of went into it, but where's the word come from? Just for those people who are going, what is he talking about? So hoopty, I you know, I don't know the origin of that word. I'll have to look that up. But it, it's a general <laughs> term for just a terrible car, you know. Kind of, a, kind of a tattered together car, I think, in a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah. Dragging the muffler, you know, it's got all the, the rust around the wheel wells. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The, yeah. the Landau top is torn, you know, the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, a little so, rough. A little rough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh 
So uh, when we did the first one, we had the Concours, the Lemons there. We had Bulletproof. We had uh, some Gambler 500 cars, which is an off-road adventure for $500 cars. Those guys are <laughs> oh my <gosh>. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are some of the most entertaining people and cars you will ever see. And we also had the Arcane Auto Society, which is a Bay Area group that is just the weirdest cars you've ever seen. Uh, and then Radwood was uh, 80s and 90s cars. And then on top of that, we also did an engine heat barbecue. So we were having okay. a lemons race. And uh, <laughs> we had teams that uh, competed to make the best food uh, using only engine heat. And that was the only rule was you must use engine heat to cook the food. Okay. And uh, there was a team that went and bought a pressure cooker from Goodwill and did like a sous vide. And it was oh. <laughs> it was actually delicious. very good. Yeah, it was like gourmet. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my so gosh, we that's hilarious. Yeah, well, great spirit with all of this. I think it's absolutely fantastic. If people want to learn more about it, where do they go to to learn about these events? Uh, the twenty four hours of lemons dot com is kind of the the home base for all that. But uh, we're also very active on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel full of all kinds of recaps. You can get lost in there for weeks. Um, yeah, it's entertaining yeah. stuff. It's all very lighthearted. So Fine. we don't take ourselves too seriously, and and the people who race usually do, definitely don't actually. So. Very nice. Well, Eric, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a vehicle, if Eric was manifested into a vehicle, <laughs> what would he be and why? I'm a little nervous about this answer. You know, it's funny. I my, One of my current cars is, is an old GM station wagon. I think that's about right for me. Uh, the one I have is a, an Oldsmobile A-body, which is the front-wheel drive ones. But uh, the, the older, like the 1980s, like squared off B-body wagons, like the Caprice wagon, I think that's about right for me. Uh, it's nothing too serious. It's functional. You're never going to be in a big hurry with it. I think that's about right. Very nice. Brings back my youth. My parents had an Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser in the 60s and another one in the early 70s. And uh, Avocado Green <laughs> of was course, the second yeah. one, of course, with the wood grain down the side. The first one was kind of an off-white with the wood grain. But, uh, oh, yeah, very nicely done, Eric. Well, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars 
with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Eric, we are back, and we're entering the last lemon lap here. This is where I fire off a series (laughs) of questions, and you give our listeners a quick squeeze of the throttle, I'll say, since we're talking about lemons. So here we go. (laughs) What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? This is going to be slightly ironic, but uh, when Alan Caesar and I were building our lemons car, taking out a rusted subframe, he kept saying, it's just four bolts. And of course, every single bolt froze on and broke off. So, I mean, it, it was one of those, everything's more complicated than it seems. But but the underlying advice was, we can do this. So, you know, the advice is, you want to do something in cars. There's so many resources and helpful people out there. Just go do it. Go do Lemons. Go do a Gambler 500. Come to a Concours to Lemons show. Um, yeah, that's it. Just do stuff. It, it's all out there for you. Absolutely. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? I don't know where it comes from, but I have obviously an obsession with very strange things and and (laughs) niches. Uh, I think that's pretty much been it. You find this little niche and you kind of hone in on it and and you can make that a career. Be the niche. (laughs) Exactly. Be the niche. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. Now about a resource. There are awesome resources these days. Is there one in particular or even two you might want to share? You know, if you want to know Lemon's history, and and who wouldn't, uh, mer- MerelyMartin.com is where I would go for that. He's been – he just celebrated his 10th anniversary of his first Lemon's judging race recently, and he's got 11 years of writing about Lemon's on, on mm-hmm. his site. You will learn everything about Lemon's you could ever need to know from that, uh, and of course, the Lemon's website. So Yeah. Would you spell merely for us so we get that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. M-U-R – I-L-E-E, and then Martin, like the last name. There you go. Glad you did that. If I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? This is going to require just a second of explanation. Um, Okay. So so at Lemons, we like to kind of dump on the SCCA guys for taking themselves too seriously. But in the 50s, the SCCA was a lot like Lemons is now. Um, Lots of home-built stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite of all that stuff was this class called HMOD, which was 750C motors, and all of the chassis were home-built stuff. If I could have beers with the guys who built all of those HMOD cars, (laughs) that would be a day. I would love that. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Back in, it was different back in the day, you know. I mean, it was just different times, different thought processes. But uh, some of the greatest vintage racing cars nowadays come out of that era. Uh, yeah, that people definitely. race these days, and, and combinations of cars like the Devon and some mm-hmm. of these other cars that are just really unique and different. Uh, the the Cooper and the Pooper, <laughs> yes, yeah, a Cooper <laughs> yeah. combined with a Porsche is a Pooper. Um, yes. So uh, yeah, some really fun stuff. 
How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? There is a an author from the United Kingdom. His name is Rich Duisberg, D-U-I-S-B-U-R-G, I think it is. Mm-hmm. E-R-G, E-R-G. And he wrote a book called Nothing Handles Like a Rental Car. And it is it is it is about his adventures, uh, usually flying into some place, renting the cheapest rental car he could, and just beating the hell out of it up a mountain or to some historic place. It's kind of top gear kind of stuff, or maybe like what we do with the Lemons Rally, but it's just him doing these things in the cheapest way he possibly can. And the stories are great. He's absolutely hilarious. Uh, go find that book. It's fantastic. Yeah, sounds like it. It's been recommended before. I think the key is buy the extra insurance on that yes, rental yes, car. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> That's for that, sure. That is- that's like page uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Years and years ago, I rented a car in Europe, and this was before they stopped it and took it for some laps on the Nuremberg Ring. And I, <laughs> I will say that the drive back from the Nuremberg Ring to the Frankfurt Airport was a little harrowing because there were not much brakes left on that car. <laughs> when I pulled in, I said, you need to fix the brakes. Something's wrong with this car. It was a, it was a three, uh, an E-Class Mercedes, so it was kind of fun to drive around there. But yeah, it got a little, got a little toasted. But I won't say any more than that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's someone else. I don't know who was doing that. Possible deniability uh, is important. uh, Something like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you can find all these great resources on Eric's show notes page on the Cars website. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in Eric Rood, R-O-O-D, and his page will pop right up. All right, Eric, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question, it could be a bit of a doozy. Today is a great day because I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. But there are some rules to this game. You have to drive it, which I don't think is going to be a problem for you. You can't sell it to buy to build a bunch of lemon race cars with. You've got to keep it. Money's no object. That's the cool thing about it. But it's the only one collector car you can have in your garage. So what can I buy you today? That's a tough one. I'm not a super pretentious guy. You might have gathered that. <laughs> Good for uh, you. I, I love like a Jaguar D-Type. That's a beautiful car. I don't think I could ever own one. The car I do love that I would love to own is like a 1960 Mercury Comet, like a station wagon, uh-huh. but probably with like a modern engine in it, like a like a five liter Ford or something basic. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. Give me. A I round. think you're the cheapest date I've ever had, <laughs> uh, that, that, except for the folks that say I already have a car. You don't need to buy me anything, but. That is pretty cool. You know, I think that's what's cool about you, Eric, is uh, not being pretentious and just knowing. Who you are? You talked about that earlier, and and knowing what you like, and just going with that. And I, you know, I don't care what other people think about me. I only care what I think. So that is a pretty cool answer. I think that's one of the best answers I've heard. Oh, I love it, Eric. You're great. Well, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah audience. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset? In that 1960 Mercury Comet station wagon. Just get out and have some fun in a car. It doesn't yeah. matter what car it is. Just go see some stuff and, and, and live a little bit in the car. Nice, nice uh, comments. And what's the best way, again, for our listeners to learn more about 24 Hours of Lemons? 24HoursOfLemons.com. And you can also follow 24 Hours of Lemons on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And uh, there's also 24 Hours of Lemons in Australia and New Zealand now, and you can follow them on their own websites. All of it's excellent. Worldwide Lemonade here. Uh, Fantastic. Well, listeners, again, 
go and check out 24hoursoflemons.com. Uh, check out the Facebook pages and, and everything these guys are doing. I think it's going to bring a huge smile to your face. Go to that YouTube page. We'll put links there so you can watch these videos. You just If you don't know about what these guys are doing, you're going to be <laughs> smiling from ear to ear. It's just so much fun. Eric, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your fun experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!